Good morning. Today is Friday, February 10th, and I'm going to read the most important paper that I've ever written in my life today. I wrote this on February 1st. This paper was many months in the making. I, I started writing this in November. I had a solid draft in December. It came about because of my little buddy being murdered in a hospital. Once I realized she was murdered, that led me into studying genocide and then the Holocaust. And I learned about a term I had never heard about called the Hegelian dialectic. And you're gonna hear a lot more about that as I, I read this paper, but that's the backdrop for it. I finally uh, realized it should get out after I wrote the last paper, January 11th, about the, the second largest PSYOP in our history. And so I decided to put this in a format that it would be readable. And in the in the show notes, the entire paper will be in the show notes if you prefer to print it and read it. Uh, that will be on the screen along with several other things that our producer will have to uh, support the, the reading of the document. So you're not going to look at me while I'm reading this. You'll see the paper up on the screen. And so with that introduction, I'm going to get started. The research that went into this paper is exhaustive. And all of that research is in the show notes on page eight of the article under the sources section. So please check out those sources so that you can have a full grasp of everything presented here. Thank you. The title of this paper is Revelation, Revolution or Submission to Satan, Society's Biggest Threat to Our Souls, Desire for Safety and Security, An Urgent Attempt to warn those with ears to hear. The preface, this is the most important paper I've ever written. I pray you will read this paper. Your heart will be open to the ideas shared. You will have a sense of urgency and your hope is to turn to the Lord. Grace's love for the Lord is what God used to reach me. I hope her love touches you too. God allowed grace to die for many reasons, most of which I am unaware of. The reasons I am aware of, to save others physically and spiritually, to wake me up, my January 11th paper discussed the current reality and what to expect, and to give me revelation regarding the exposing of evil. This last item is the theme of this paper. God tells us the world is evil and Satan is its prince. Jesus says, quote, apart from me, you can do nothing, end quote, John 15, 5. By exposing evil, we expect people to wake up and resist and even revolt as the situation becomes more dire. All of these actions, including the exposing of evil, will not be successful and are meaningless without God. Satan wants the evil exposed. Racing to expose evil plays into his hands. Evil is hitting us from every direction. Immediate concerns like population control through, quote, vaccines, end quote, chronic health issues from long-term food poisoning, other food-related issues, vaccinating animals, the Gates-China land ownership, the World Economic Forum agenda, the fragility of our power grid, the global digital currency are all in the news daily. Longer-term evils such as climate manipulation and China's desire for global dominance have become less relevant with everything being thrown at us. All of these dialectics are designed to take us away from God's solutions through propaganda and fear related to each evil tentacle. Unfortunately, we've been programmed to see things through the lens of 
evil versus less evil, so we easily fall trap into dialectic debates. Because of this fact, we are easily duped when security and comfort, less evil solutions are presented, especially after a period of great evil. Satan will look like a savior when he masquerades as an angel of light. When you realize this fact, you will begin to see the employment of narrative counter-narrative tactics and will be less likely to be fooled by these dialectics. As an example, in my last paper, I exposed that the government contracted with Pfizer to produce a prototype, not a vaccine. That means they knew the resulting deaths, disabilities, and cancer were imminent and put in place the mechanics to ease us into acceptance of their, quote, mistake, end quote. On January 21, Dr. McCullough released a paper titled, Why COVID-19 is Not the Third Leading Cause of Death, end quote. In that paper, he subtitled sections, Medical Errors Responsible for Most COVID-19 Deaths and Irresponsible State Leadership Caused Many COVID-19 Deaths. What happened was murder. These types of statements should be recognized as coming from a planned counter-narrative or controlled opposition. We're being set up for a version of amnesty floated months ago. The evil depopulation plan is much bigger than this first phase we are coming out of. God wants us to shine light on evil, his light, like Grace did. What does that look like today? Introduction. Who doesn't enjoy a good classic, good versus evil plot? James Bond 007 takes on the evil genius and triumphs after figuring out the diabolical plan. The battle we are in today is for keeps. God and Satan are battling for men's souls, as they always have been. This time we are on the front lines. It is us who will determine the outcome, not a strong nation, a general, or a battle-trained army. Fact. Satan starts every day with four aces in his poker hand. There's only one hand that will beat him. Thankfully, God starts every day with a straight flush. God tells us how to beat four aces in Ephesians 6.13. Each of us is responsible to decide which hand we are going to play and then play it. Perspective is always important and critical in this discussion. Is what we are experiencing a matter of the good guy taking out the evil villain or are both sides playing us? I believe the latter is true because the good guys conveniently forget how we got here, a world without God. Therefore, the good guys only present man-made solutions, skipping repentance. The evil side is easy to see as Satan worshipers and minions. The quote good and quote less evil false light side is also worshiping things and people other than God, but much harder to see. Was former President Trump's purpose to give us a glimpse of what the false light looks like? Strangely, he is still promoting the bioweapon. Satan will use any tactic to steer us away from worshiping the Creator. The first dialectic began with Eve good versus evil, and ends with the 2B system of revelation, dark versus false light. Our sinful programming of seeing things on the continuum of Satan's, quote, good, end quote, versus evil fishbowl dialectic is a large part of our inherent sinful nature. That's Satan's first ace. For those who are awake, I see our biggest role is pointing out how we got here, a world without God, and the solution, repentance, is required to be one with God, showing how the world is being played through Satan's use of the Hegelian dialectic model provides the opportunity. Satan employs exoteric dialectics to focus our attention on the evils of the world so we don't see his esoteric false light strategy 
bringing about a deceptive alternative to fix the evil. I have been a business owner for over 30 years and am wired to take action first, another aspect of our sinful nature, Satan's second ace. Taking action looks different on a spiritual level because the enemy is Satan. Standing on being right against the wrongs of evil cannot work without deep spiritual roots. How do you get everyone on board with no more masks, no more shots, not listening to propaganda? Standing on being right strategies will be employed by the Power to the People initiative to give us an illusion of defeating the villain. Instead, the villain recreates himself as a savior by putting a stop to surface atrocities while his real agenda moves forward. The dark side sets up the light side. Many are exposing evil, the first beast antichrist system, and because of this fact, people are ready for the tyranny of comfort that is offered by the light side, the second beast false prophet system. People take a long time to believe evil because of the lie sown by Satan that we are inherently good, his third ace. Once we see evil, we become easy prey to the light side because of our desire for safety and security without accountability for our sins, the fourth ace. Chaos, the first beast, becoming order, the second beast, will be disguised as representing the people. The mark offered by the second beast system may include a gold-backed system, debt jubilee, prosperity funds, stopping child trafficking, military tribunals, replacing the cabal propaganda. The false prophet system will look very appealing. However, creative deception will be the rule. We're being played, so we are duped to submit to the second beast system, thereby taking the irreversible mark of the beast. Some illustrations of the Hegelian dialectic. The Hegelian dialectic is problem, reaction, solution. So when we went through COVID, you saw the problem as COVID, the reaction was fear, the solution was the jab. These solutions are preordained in the esoteric Hegelian dialectic spiritual model. Another example, pharmaceuticals. What was the reaction? Cancer. The solution, the American Cancer Society. Most of you who are awake know the American Cancer Society was founded by the same Rockefellers who brought pharmaceuticals into our way of life. Another example, wanting our own way. What's the reaction? We're easily tempted. And then what's the solution? This is the same solution Satan offered to Eve in the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Lastly, we have the cabal, beast of the sea in the dark. What's the reaction? As things get progressively worse, we're going to have food shortages, financial system collapse. There's, the reaction will be panic. What's the solution? The alliance, beast of the earth, false light. The Hegelian dialectic then and now. Satan's lie to Eve shows the first example and sets up the use of the Hegelian dialectic to be a temptation to all of us. Genesis 3, 1 through 6. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will die. 
You will not surely die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. It is critically important to see that Satan offered knowledge, but God offered wisdom. The tree of knowledge versus the tree of life. Because of Eve's sin, we all have a sinful nature of seeing what is good versus evil from man's standard instead of God's. Satan is the prince of this world. His desire is to win souls for eternity, and he is the master of deception. God tells us how this will play out in the end. Matthew 24, 24. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. The stage has been set for the cabal against the alliance. Satan has sowed corruption in man since the beginning and is currently using people exposing the evil of the cabal to set mankind up for the opposite side of the same coin, the alliance. People are being educated by the ones exposing evil, and that education is resulting in disobedience. Godly civil disobedience is something all believers are responsible for in honoring God and provides practice for standing firm in the gap as things get worse. However, disobedience without God has no value in the death camp. Education doesn't produce wisdom on how to fight evil. Instead, awareness of evil sets the stage for the biggest deception Jesus warned us about. I believe Satan will deceive all but the elect with his false light solution to the problem he created. Why do I say this? Because great evil will have us looking for security and comfort. Fear creates cognitive dissonance, the state of having inconsistent thoughts, beliefs, or attitude, especially relating to behavioral decisions and attitude change. Both sides are using predictive programming to facilitate their side of the same coin. They tell us what they intend to do before they do it. They hide the truth in plain sight. After they have revealed their satanic plans, and if we choose to not act on it or oppose it, we essentially agree to it. Very few actively oppose the simple masks, and where has that led us? The second beast system is a trap set up by the trap of the first beast system described in Revelation 13. Revelation 13 verses 13 through 14 tells us the second beast power, even calling fire down from heaven, will deceive the earth's inhabitants. The warning, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Here we go again with the Hegelian dialectic. Problem, first beast dragon, reaction, desire for safety and security, solution, second beast lamb. This pointed example helps frame the perspective I'm sharing. The entire financial system inversion is already documented in the National Economic Security and Recover Act, NISARA. The main points of NISARA per the referenced article that you'll see in the notes. Number one, zeroes out all credit card, mortgage, and other bank debt due to illegal banking and government activities. This is the Federal Reserve's worst nightmare, a jubilee or forgiveness of debt. Number two, abolishes the tax system. Number three, abolishes the IRS. Employees of the IRS will be transferred to the U.S. Treasury National Sales Tax Area. Number four, creates a 14% flat rate non-essential new items 
only sales tax revenue for the government. In other words, food and medicine will not be taxed, nor will items such as old homes. Number five, increases benefits to senior citizens. Number six, returns constitutional laws to all courts and legal matters. Number seven, reinstates the original title of nobility amendment. Number eight, establishes new presidential and congressional elections within 120 days after Nassara's announcement. The interim government will cancel all national emergencies and return us back to constitutional law. Number nine, monitors elections and prevents illegal election activities of special interest groups. Number 10, creates a new U.S. Treasury rainbow currency backed by gold, silver, and platinum precious metals, ending the bankruptcy of the United States initiated by Franklin Roosevelt in 1933. Number 11, forbids the sale of American birth certificate records as chattel property bonds by the U.S. Department of Transportation. Number 12, initiates new U.S. Treasury bank system in alignment with constitutional law. Number 13, eliminates the Federal Reserve System. During the transition period, the Federal Reserve will be allowed to operate side by side of the U.S. Treasury for one year in order to remove all Federal Reserve notes from the money supply. Number 14, restores financial privacy. Number 15, retrains all judges and attorneys in constitutional law. Number 16, ceases all aggressive U.S. government military actions worldwide. Number 17, establishes peace throughout the world. Number 18, releases enormous sums of money for humanitarian purposes. Number 19, enables the release of over 6,000 patents of suppressed technologies that are being withheld from the public under the guise of national security, including free energy devices, anti-gravity, and sonic healing devices. It is important to see Nasara in the light of the potential satanic angel of light. Nasara action points are things we'd all agree with. If the implementation doesn't start with repentance as to how we got here, rejection of God, this financial inversion will be a false light that will capture many in the ultimate spiritual Hegelian dialectic. There will, there will be strings attached that we will be blinded to because of our desire to get out of the mess the world is in. Nasara offers the tyranny of security and comfort. Satan only cares about souls, not how he achieves his goal. If something appeals to the majority, it is likely wrong. If the source is evil, the end result is evil, no matter how good things appear. Jesus showed us how to resist the temptation of the beast in Matthew 4.10. Be gone, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord God and him only shall you serve. Will we be so tired of evil that we miss the angel of light? All right, next section. Should we expect Satan to come as an angel of light? Daniel 8 verses 23 through 25 says, And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors have come to the full, a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences shall stand up, and his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power, and he shall destroy wonderfully and shall prosper and practice and shall destroy the mighty and holy people. And through his policy, also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without hand. 
2 Corinthians 11.14 says, Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. As awareness of evil becomes widespread, the false light will make its masterful next move. Next section, what should we expect the reaction of corrupted men to be? There has never been a more urgent time to be rooted in the truth of scripture. We have to practice resisting evil now, so we're ready for the evil to come. God shows us over and over how we'll react if we don't put our faith in him. Two pointed examples relative to the times we are heading into. In relation to food shortages, Genesis 25 verses 29 through 34 describe that Esau sold his birthright for food. In relation to putting our confidence in men, 1 Samuel chapter 8 describes the people wanting a king to fight their battles, rejecting God and not being personally responsible. Will history repeat itself? Next section. Meanwhile, the church doesn't provide leadership. These bullet points that I'm going to go through are examples that I see right now in the church. First, the rapture dialectic. Satan's using the temptation. Did God really say only the Father knows? The voting dialectic. The reformed versus dispensationalism dialectic. Missing what's happening right in front of their eyes. Murder. Sodomy. Evil. Crickets from the pulpit. Seminaries have been infiltrated by the Rockefellers. FEMA is training pastors. Think about what false beliefs Satan would want believers to adopt, and you get a picture of what's happening in the supposed church. Preaching unity over truth is an overriding example of the same deception the Jewish leaders used to lead the Jews to the gas chambers. Next section, another possibility. The rise and fall of civilization, the story goes, my great-grandfather rode a camel. My grandfather drove a beater car. My dad drove a sports car. I drive a supercar. My son will drive a Range Rover, but his son will ride a camel. The man went on to explain what he meant. Hard times make strong men. Strong men make good times. Good times make weak men. And weak men make hard times. Documented patterns in history show the following. Number one, bondage to spiritual growth. Number two, spiritual growth to create great courage. Number three, courage produces liberty. Number four, liberty produces abundance. Number five, abundance produces complacency. Number six, complacency produces apathy. Number seven, apathy produces dependence. And number eight, dependence leads us back to bondage. The fourth turning discusses the related concept generationally. Conclusion. The world has shown it will fall for security and comfort every time. 69.4% of the population received the jab, 13.3 billion doses and counting, over 1 million new jabs every day. Most bowed down to the COVID propaganda in unison. The Died Suddenly documentary, Grace's Story, Dr. Artis's research, What's Behind the Curtain of Jeffrey Epstein, more COVID evil exposure to come, along with other orchestrated events are necessary to lead society into a predictable world, worldwide panic so the preordained solution can be presented. This is why it is so important to share the simple gospel along with the alarming facts we are exposing. The solution will look like 
a victory to those in the fight currently, as they are the ones Satan uses to accomplish his goal. The Patriots will look like true freedom fighters to those who are unaware of Satan's use of the Hegelian dialectic. Without repentance, Satan's minions are not following God, no matter how good the action appears. The person who is truly saved may exhibit the same works as the unsaved, but the source of the action is God versus self. As these actions apply to the matrix we are in worldwide, without repentance, none of the steps being taken matter to God, although he may use them. After repentance, we have a different responsibility to do as God prompts, fulfilling his purpose for your life. That purpose will look different depending on how many talents God gave you. Standing on truth often looks the same as being right from an action standpoint, but is systemically different. For instance, standing on the truth would result in no masks and no shots based on trusting God. Standing on choice looks the same without roots. Why? God cares about the hearts. While the minions may put a stop to these mandates based on choice, their purpose for doing so will be exposed. Different mandates will rear their head in other deceptive ways without God at the center of the battle. We've been programmed our entire life by the four aces that Satan starts every day with. We are easily fooled by the lesser of two evils game from dark to false light. We have to rely on God to beat Satan's stacked deck. How? We have to choose to no longer participate in the rigged game. God told us to not be of the world, but we choose to be sucked into the game. See Romans 12 verses 1 and 2. Truth produces freedom. God's ways are always outside of the dialectic traps of Satan. We have to be grounded in God's word to fight Satan's attacks. God also promises to protect and guide us so there is nothing to fear. Don't be fooled. The battle Satan is waging is for souls. The enemy is not Klaus Schwab or Anthony Fauci. Being awake to the enemy's tactics helps us call on God's straight flush to trump his seemingly unbeatable hand. True Christians will have a biblical solution depending on where they believe we are at in God's timeline. Some believe we need to personally prepare for what's coming. It seems many see where we are at as part of the pattern of the rise and fall of civilizations. In that vein, there are several practical thoughts being suggested. What's happening seems bigger than this historical pattern to me because of the worldwide orchestration. The rise and fall of nations can be a natural progression of man, while this orchestration is satanic. Accordingly, my focus is on repentance and getting right with God because time is short. God's judgment is overdue. I can't tell you if I'm right or wrong. I know this message would, was put on my heart by God. I am responsible for building an ark. Matthew 24, verses 37 and 38 say, As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. In the third and 33rd chapters of Ezekiel, God appointed Ezekiel as the watchman on the wall and gives him instruction to warn the people. If Ezekiel sees the sword coming against the land and he fails to warn the people, and as a result the people die, the people's blood will be on Ezekiel's hands. But if Ezekiel does warn the people and the people choose not to do anything, the people will die in their sins and Ezekiel will not be held accountable. 
Finally, a biblical scholar I learned a lot from in my early walk shared something regarding our responsibility to, to prepare. He said, there's two mistakes that you can make. Number one is failure to prepare. And number two is relying on your preparations. We rely on the finished work of Jesus Christ. He also said, a barrier to the truth is believing you already have it. Have you been programmed to not accept the truth? Thanks for listening.